Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. Good luck. Bad luck. A twist of fate. I'm on a roll. A bad day at the track. Oh, I'm having a very, very good day. I've heard them all, people, and I've seen them all. Some will tell you there is a science to good fortune, and some will tell you it's all in the hands of a higher power. Let me ask you this, anybody. Are good people lucky people? (laughs) Not always. You're right, sir. I've seen good people suffer unnecessarily and seemingly never get a break, while the most despicable of human beings have flaunted an undeserved jackpot in the faces of those far more deserving. What about karma? Anybody? For some, it's a very real concept of how life corrects itself. For me, karma is the name of a boat a boat that's lost in the Bermuda Triangle, and that's where my comeuppance is, hanging out with Amelia Earhart and anything else that's lost and may never be found. And I've seen it go the other way as well. We've all seen Last Pool Penny. You've seen her. You might be her. 125 cents worth left on a penny slot machine. She closes her eyes. She pulls that bar and waits while the reels go round and round and round and just like that she has ten thousand dollars worth of pennies someone from the casino comes to pay you off they give you a tax slip thank you very much for that and oh how about a free buffet you don't get that when you lose no but if you win yes please go eat as many crab legs as you can stuff into your happy face we want you to stay and give us back our pennies But you know what, my fellow drinkers, gamblers, and all those in between, I'm okay with it. Life is full of enough crap in the middle of these moments, so enjoy the brief respite because spite, spite, my friends, is nothing more than the devil whispering hate in your ear and nothing good ever comes from playing that card. Welcome to Whiskey Business live at Brew Brothers here at Scioto Downs, everybody. Thank you. Hansberry, this is our first live podcast ever in front of, like, real people. Normally, it's just Greg and myself and a guest in a small studio. Uh, the lights are dim, and we, we share our whiskey. This is the first time we've been amongst you, the people, and i got to admit, it's kind of cool. So I want to thank Brew Brothers and Scioto Downs and Eldorado Gaming for letting us come here tonight. Our guest bottle, for those of you who like whiskey... Um, how the show works is every week we have a guest bottle and we always introduce the guest bottle first because uh, sometimes that's the most important guest. Uh. It's Knob Creek sing- Single Barrel Reserve, 120 proof, small batch bourbon, aged nine years. And we will talk more about the whiskey a little bit later when we talk about the guest. Let me ask you, Hansberry, do you, do you gamble? Are you a, are you a, a, a slot guy? Are you a... I am now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? Are you any are you lucky? I won $70 here the last time I was here is the most time most I've ever won, so you better believe it. 70 whole dollars, huh? Yeah. What? What's wrong with 70? No, $70, $70 is $70 up, right? $70 is good. I would I would love to win $70 <laughs> tonight. It's not $70,000, but 70 bucks is 70 bucks. Yeah, I know. I've been on a bit of a losing streak. As of late, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I think everything will turn around before it's all said and done. Also, want to thank our sponsors, the law offices of Saya and Pyatt, located in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead. If you want to contact them, splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com, 614-444-3036. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a whiskey podcast and we have a DUI attorney as our sponsor. So, yeah, some of us think that's genius. We've so, got business cards uh, yeah. for them if you need anybody. <laughs> now, tonight on the program, um, we're going to have Ross Fillmore on in just a little bit. He is a he is a psychic, intuitive card reader. So anybody out there who thinks that there is something to 
the way of the world and how it may affect you out there in the wonderful world of gaming. I think Ross is going to be a very interesting guest because he will give me a card reading live here on Whiskey Business tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you guys enjoying your meals out there? Yes? Yeah. Brew Brothers, good food? Yeah. Well, let's welcome Chef Patrick, shall we? Where is he? Chef Patrick, everybody. Yeah. The man responsible for everything you're eating today. Patrick Hibbler is the executive chef here at Brew Brothers at Scioto Downs. Uh, Brew Brothers is also, I mean, hence the name, it's a state-of-the-art microbrewery, yes? Absolutely. We've got one of the best breweries in Columbus. It's a very state-of-the-art, was built about three years ago. Um, we've got a very fine brewmaster. His name's Ryan. Um, he's the mad scientist, as I like to call him. He, so he makes up all these brews. He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he just kind of comes up with them at his house. Do they leave him alone to do his magic and his mojo? Do they just leave him be like a mad scientist in the lab? Like, don't go in there? Very he's much busy? Very, very much so. If the door's locked, don't bother him. Okay. Let me ask you this about the food. Do you notice... As you're back there preparing food, do winners eat something more specifically than, say, people who are not winning as much? Do I mean, winners celebrate and eat big? Yes, sometimes. I mean, we've all, we have our one-pound uh, Portsmouth ribeye. that um, is definitely One pound? One pound, yep, 16 ounces. Do you get ounces. a T-shirt if you eat it all? Uh, no, uh, it is a big steak, <laughs> but it's not deserving of a T-shirt. It's just a delicious uh, choice steak that we cut um, by hand every single day, and... Um, uh, definitely the winners probably go to that more so than any other dish, I would I guess. would like a big steak if I had a big I win. I mean, yeah, if you win big, you want a big steak. I also would like a big steak if I had a big loss. I think I would drown my sorrows in brew and food. Yeah, fill that empty void. What's your, yeah, what's your, what's your uh, most popular dish here at Bruce, at Bruce Brothers? I would, defi I, I would definitely say... <laughs> I, heard that over, I heard that over there. Um, I would definitely say that... Crab, crab cakes over here. Crab cakes are getting a big vote. Well, those those are on our limited menu. Sometimes Whoa. we only have those every once in a while. Limited menu, man. There are yeah, people that yeah. do really like those. They're very um, limited. You picked a good time to come. So I would say is our appetizers are burn ends, which are uh, brisket that's smoked for 24 hours, and oh, then man. we pull it off and we um, cut it up, and then we actually smoke it in an additional for an additional 12 hours, and then we to heat it up, we saute it in a pan with our signature barbecue rub that we make here in house at Brew Brothers. Are you a whiskey drinker? I am a whiskey drinker. Are you a bourbon drinker? Or are you a scotch drinker? What kind of whiskey do you like? I'm, I'm more like the Irish whiskey. Okay, so you had your, your day in the yeah, sun. You like the Irish whiskey, uh, sir? Yeah. Jameson's? Jameson, Tellamore Dew, those Tellamore, kind of things. You said Jameson's. What'd you say, sir? <laughs> are you really Irish? Or are you, just, no. are you just throwing out an Irish accent? Yeah? He's he, great at accents. He, he does Both of you are Jameson's fans? Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of Tellamore Dew. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jameson's is the number one selling Irish whiskey in the world. Tullamore Dew is the second largest selling Irish. Does it really matter No. when you get right down to it? You know, it's, it's good Irish whiskey. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite is Jameson 12-year. Jame oh, oh, oh yeah. I, fancy. I, I like it a little better than the 18-year. Oh. 18-year is a little too peppery for me. Uh, you know what? I find that in a lot of whiskey, sometimes the, the younger one is a little smoother than, than some of the older ones. I find that in the, in the Van Winkle family. Absolutely. Especially that I like some of the younger ones as opposed to the older ones as yeah. far as the whiskey. I absolutely agree. I think the more Baylor age they get, the little bit harsher they kind of are. Now, I know you can't sample our Knob Creek today because you're still in the kitchen doing your thing. We only have you for a short amount of time. But, um, you know, when, when, when's your favorite time to have a whiskey? Um, mo most likely after a day of hard working here at Brew Brothers, um, a, a long day. So, you know, after, after a, serving about 500, 700 people in a day and get home and spend some time with my children and enjoy a fine Jameson on the rocks. That's nice. Go. Yeah. That's nice. Now, this place also has, because I know it's the first full day of spring and it's snowing, and it's cold, and it's windy, but eventually spring and summer will come. Yes? Mm, I don't Tell know. Tell me it'll come, Patrick. We, we live in Ohio, so it might be... It will come. It might be fall time before And when it comes, it. you guys have an awesome patio. Yes. Our, we definitely have a very nice patio. Um, our fire pit, and then we have an enclosed patio, so if it is raining or it's a little bit snowy like it is right now, you can go out there and enjoy yourself underneath the heaters and still have a good time, even though it's a little gray outside in Ohio. Gray. You know. When did you start cooking? When did you realize you wanted to be a chef? Um, I realized a sh um, I wanted to be a chef about 20 years ago. Um, it, 
So my first couple jobs, I worked outside, and I uh, realized I really didn't like working outside because it was hot and humid and not very fun. And so then I went to culinary school. It's it's hot and humid back there on the on the on the on the grills, man. It's it's a different kind of heat, though. You know, like it's more of a pressure heat back there than uh-huh. it, than it is actually just like a hot heat. Um, but I, I went to culinary school um, about 15 years ago, graduated from Columbus State, and um, I've been cooking ever since. And Do you have to do all the cooking at home? Um, no. As a matter of fact, my wife is very good at uh, making sure that I don't have to cook when I get home because, you know, just like any other job that you do, you don't want to do it when you get home. Uh, yeah, but do you – as since you're a chef and you go home, uh, is it hard not to look over her shoulder to see what she's doing? Is it hard – not to maybe see her doing something like, oh, honey, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. Is it hard to refrain from that kind of talk? No, I've learned over time being married for a couple of years that you just kind of let her go. And if somebody's going to cook you food, and if you're a chef, somebody else cooking for you, mm-hmm. is it doesn't matter how good the food is. It's just nice that somebody else cooks for you every once in a while. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and you, make, uh, you smoke all your own meats here. You make all your own sauces. And uh, you guys also go to local events like craft beer festivals, and you go to farmer's markets. What do you, what, what do you bring there when you come? Um, we try and bring as much signature stuff as we have here. So, like, um, we just took a, uh, a Carano uh, mushroom ravioli and our burn ends to the uh, Grow City um, event that we just did, um, which we, um, we won the Taste of Grow City the last three years in a row. Um, we've also won uh, multiple awards for best burger and best pizza in the past. Um, and then also our brewmaster, Brian, has won... Uh, a couple national events for winning um, beer, for like his beer. I think it's a great addition to the whole yeah. El Dorado complex here. I think it was genius that they that they came in and, and, and put this place here. And I think it's very popular now, you know, like the microbrewery, especially with the chef. You know, like 15, 20 years ago, it was more like the wine and like the chefs. And now it's more like the, the local craft beer and the chefs. Well, we're here on a Wednesday night, and they have happy hours Mondays and Wednesdays from 3 to 6. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to Three to nine, Hansberry. We need to come on a Tuesday or a Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, when the happy hour stays a little, little happier. Tomorrow. Let me let me ask you Let's one more back. question. What is your favorite dish here? If you had time to sit back and eat, what would be your favorite? I would definitely have to say it would probably be our half chicken because our half chicken is definitely best in all the land. What if I want a whole chicken? Um, well, we chop the chicken in half because the whole chicken would be can a I lot. Can get two half chickens? <laughs> you can get two half chickens. Can I order two half chickens? Absolutely. You can do it right, right now if you want to. And then I'll have a whole chicken? Yeah, and then you'll have the Am whole I going to have the whole chicken? Am I, I going to have both halves I, of the chicken? Am I, I going to get half of one chicken and half of another chicken? I, I'll make sure they're the same chicken. <laughs> what if you just want a quarter? Because <laughs> I do have them myself. If you just so. want a quarter chicken, then you should go someplace else. Yeah. Because it's half chickens here. It's called, it's called KFC. <laughs> All right, Patrick, man, thank you so much, brother. Well, thank you I very really much. Do. Thank you so much. Hope you get your Jamesons before yeah. the night is out. There Excellent. is Patrick Hibbler, your executive chef here at Brew Brothers, cooking up the food for you. Did you eat tonight, Hansberry? Not yet. No? Nope. I had gonna... PBJ uh, right before I left. You're going to eat here tonight? I'm probably going to eat something. Are we going to go uh, into the casino later? Y- yeah. After the Well, it depends on our next guest. You know, you know you're getting a card reading. And if it's a positive reading, then maybe I think we definitely should try our luck. You have not poured yourself any of the Knob well, Creek. I didn't want Go to ahead. reach across. You're, you're allowed to pour your own now. Um, for those of you who are, are joining us this evening, this is what we do on Whiskey Business. We, we have a different bottle every week. We are approaching a milestone, I might add. Um, this is our 49th different whiskey. We're approaching our 50th whiskey on Whiskey Business. That's a huge milestone. That's a, that's a, huge, that's a huge milestone. 50 different whiskeys we've tried. 50 different whiskeys. Uh, and I have all 49 of the whiskeys that we've had in my home uh, as we speak. And that just looks like it's like you walk into my house and it looks like that guy has a problem. But it's for work, everybody. And this <laughs> we don't one, need to walk into your house to yeah. think you have a problem. <laughs> we can see that just by looking at you. <laughs> the Knob Creek that we're drinking tonight is 120 proof. And um, it's got a nice hint of vanilla and maple syrup in it. But it's got a hot finish. Try it, Try it Hansberry. It's got a hot finish. It does have a, a little hot bit, finish. A little bit, a little leathery. Yeah. yeah. But it's really good stuff. On Whiskey Business, we try to shoot for bottles that are $50 and under. This one is just over the cap, but well worth it. If you can get your Knob Creek Single Barrel Reserve, it's about 52 bucks a bottle, and it is a fine addition. It's a little any... bitter, a little bitter afterwards in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's like smoother going coffee, in, and it's hot. It's got a hotter bitter. finish. So the reason we're talking about it now is because Ross Fillmore, our next guest, 
uh, said that he cannot drink before he actually does what he does. So, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for our, our, our main attraction here tonight on Whiskey Business? I know I am. I've been very excited about uh, what he'll bring to the t Whiskey Business table. Give us a nice warm welcome for psychic, intuitive card reader, Ross A. Fillmore, everybody. Oh, yeah. Come up here, Ross. Before you even, before you even say a, a word about what you do, let me ask you this. And uh, get close. Okay. Yeah. First of all, hello. Hello. Did you have a good feeling about how this was going to go tonight as far as appearing on the, on the podcast? First of all, when I was first invited, I was excited beyond belief. I have not been nervous until just like half an hour ago. There's nothing so right to be now, nervous I'm about. I'm just like breathing. Just okay. Remember to breathe. But and as far as a good feeling, yes, I've had a good, very good feeling about it. A good it. feeling. Okay, so explain to me and to the audience as well, what, what is a psychic intuitive and... Is, is what you do as a card reader, is that all one category? Or as a psychic intuitive, is that something separate and the card reading is just, you know, part of what you do? What does a psychic intuitive do? Psychic intuitive, basically everyone is a psychic intuitive. Uh, you're born with um, five physical senses when you're, obviously when you're born, but then uh, you also have certain psychic uh, senses as well. But because when you're born... Uh, so much of your of the energy that's involved with the uh, the physical senses are so overwhelming for the baby that they tend to push everything down. So basically, psychic intuitive is just a way where you are tapping back into that intuitive energy, which a lot of people do normally. They don't even realize that they're doing it, uh, just to be able to uh, just connect more on an energetic level as opposed to a physical level. So we all have the ability, just some have unearthed it and, and, and drawn it out. Right. You there, Jameson's, you have the ability. You have psychic intu intuition. You're pointing to her. You have it? First of all, what's your name, ma'am? My name is Glenda. Linda. Glenda. Gle okay. Glenda? Like the good witch. Like the good witch. Are you the good witch? I am. Okay, good. What do you do? It's really hard to explain, but I mostly am with people who are dying. Uh -huh. I can see who they are meeting on the other side. You're, you say you can connect with them? I can. Have you connected with anybody recently? It's been probably about a little over a year. When his father was passing away, I saw who was meeting him on the other side. Wow. Well, I'm fascinated by that. because, and, 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 sir, you want to back it up a little bit? Yeah. What did she do that just kind of freaked you out? Well, when she goes to, like, a nursing home, she can go by the rooms and see extra people in the rooms with, the, with the, some of the residents. She can basically tell you who's going to pass next, that kind of thing. Doesn't that, so, does that fascinate you or does that uh, freak you out? It, it fascinates me and it scares her. Scares her. <laughs> yes. If I were you, I'd be scared because one of these days, you know, she might look at you and go, "You know what? You should you should lay down." Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, for for uh, for sharing that. Is that so? What she's talking about having that ability—that's something that 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 people, everybody has that in them somewhat, and some people have it more developed. Like Glenda. some people have it more developed than others. Um, Psychic, the way I kind of explained it to other people is that when you hear psychic phenomena, psychic is kind of like the umbrella of the other types of phenomena. So you have mediumship. Mediumship are kind of like what she's talking about, where you're actually seeing or communicating with spirits, uh, in particular like ghosts or dearly departed or something along this, time, uh, this line. Uh, but also you can be um, connecting with like angels or extraterrestrials who are no longer in body. They're kind of, you know, light, what they call light beings. Uh, wow. It's talking with God. It's talking with Jesus. It's talking with a lot of these other people, too, which uh, there are quite a few people who have the ability to do that. Um, you know, and it's being a medium, you know, you're talking about that type of a thing where you're actually talking pretty much directly one-on-one -on -one and having conversations with spirits. Um, other types of um, psychic development you have, or psychic uh, ability, you have clairvoyance. Uh, this is where you actually see things, you have premonitions, this type of thing. You have clairaudience. 
This is where you hear things. So you'll have messages that come to you and it actually sounds like somebody talking in your ear. Uh, clairsentience, I'm probably more, uh, a little along the line of clairsentience. Clairsentience is more of feelings where you'll have psychic feelings. You'll pick up like um, sensations and so forth. You, you, get, you, you get a vibe. You, you, get get a, a, you get a vibe. You, you and feel then weird. I mean, for, exactly. You, I get that. I mean, I get that where I feel like something's going to happen. And, yeah. You know. Well, like you were saying, totally weirded out and you have no idea why. And uh, that's a little bit of intu intuition that's taking place and also uh, clairsentience because you're, you're just feeling things. Uh, claircognizance. That what kind is that? Claircognizance. Uh -huh. uh, that's kind of, I kind of fit into that category right now where you just know. Uh, you, don't, you don't even know how you know, you just know. Uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, when, some, when you just have this feeling like, well, this happened to me um, here a few months ago. It was one of these things where I, we were at a restaurant on the west side of town. This lady's walking through with a great big tray full of glasses. And I just looked and I said, that lady's going to drop that glass into that man's lap. And it, it did within seconds later. And I just went, whoa, how did I know that? You know, and it's just... You just know, and, and you knew it was going to happen, and it did. What, uh, what, uh, you know, I've got a, I got a buddy of mine in the audience who, when we're playing uh, poker, and he'll, he'll ask for a certain card, and he'll get it. And if he did it one time, that'd be one thing. But I've seen him do it like a dozen times. Eight of hearts, boom. Gus gets the eight of hearts. Ace of spades, boom. He gets the ace of spades. And it's like, okay, that was just happenstance, or is he actually feeling it? He could be, well, yes, he's definitely feeling it. Um, what was interesting, though, is, yeah, he could have a little bit of divine guidance going on as well. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. Divine guidance. Divine guidance, where he's, everybody has guides and angels gods. and so forth. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the poker guides. They're out there going, eh, yeah, yeah. Call for this card, you know. Well, I'll have it pull up for you. Well, let me ask you this because uh, it's, it's it on a certain level in Glenda, you cannot because the microphone's not on you, but also faith based as well. On some level, yes, absolutely. Ab See, Gus, absolutely. Gus goes to church every Sunday. He doesn't. Absolutely. He doesn't miss Sunday mass. So, when you hear about so many uh, people talk about how this is a gift from God, they're not kidding. Um, because this is one of the things, too, that I've learned since I've been doing this is that spirituality and psychic ability go hand in hand. The more spiritual you become, the more you connect with energy and spirit and so forth, and, and the more psychically open you become. Um, one of the uh, little stories that I, it's one of the things that I learned when I was actually learning how to use this deck right here, because one of the cards is St. Francis. And what a lot of people don't understand about Frank Francis, Frank Francis is Saint Francis is that he started out as a soldier, and uh, he really decided at one some point in his uh, military career that he really hated killing people, and so what he did was for his repentance he became a, uh, a monk. He went out into the forest and he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and really connected with spirit and nature and so forth, and his energy became so strong that it attracted the animals, because animals are very, very attracted to spiritual energy. And so then when people saw him, they thought, oh my goodness, you know, look at this, he's really, really connecting with God and nature and this whole thing, and now he has all the animals around him. And that's how he became the patron saint of animals. Wow. I'm just familiar with the other St. Francis. Which one's that? Sinatra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the meat of what we're going right. to discuss tonight. You're actually going to do a card reading for me. Now, what, what do I have to do? What, where do I have to be emotionally or spiritually in order to make the most of this? You know, I, I want to take it very seriously. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to mock you at any point. I may make some comments as we go along if something surprises me. But how do I open up and get ready for this in order to make the most of it? Are you here? I am present. Are you breathing? Eh. Are you willing? I am willing. We're ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I should say, and, and I'll, uh, just to kind of clarify the different types of card readings, because people... Uh, 
generally have some misconception about it. There are, there are actually two different kinds. There are tarot cards, and then there are what they call oracle cards. Uh, tarot actually works with the energy that surrounds the individual. Oracle cards, basically the energy is coming from uh, other energy systems. And what that would be is they could be coming from, uh, and I'll explain this after a bit, uh, the ascended masters, it could be coming from the angels, it could be coming from the light beings, it could be coming from fairies and dragons and herbs and crystals and all kinds of Are you telling me it's coming from like whoever's available? At the time that we're doing this reading, or <laughs> I'm sorry, we yes. wanted to get you. We wanted no, no, to get you a dragon. All we have are some ascending fairies. But uh... the other deck that I use, it's called the Archangel Power Tarot. Um, it's actually uh, based with the archangels. The information's coming from the archangels, and uh, so it's a lot softer. It's a lot more gentle. Um, some people feel that the tarot is very harsh or very threatening. When I started doing this, I did it because I wanted to help people. Okay. And if you're going to help people, you don't want to become harsh or threatening with it. So uh, this expectation of what's going to happen tonight, I'm not really sure. We're just going to take it as it goes. I'm ready. And, I'm, uh, like I said earlier, I'm willing. That's pretty much it. Now, when you're doing t uh, card readings, uh, two main things that you have to bear in mind. Um, one is they will uh, tell you what you need to hear at this moment in time. So you don't actually have to think of a topic or anything along that line. You just go with the reading and they're saying, this is what I'm picking up. This is what you need to hear. I like that. The other thing is, unfortunately, is a lot of the times what you need to hear, you already know. <laughs> you know it's one of these <laughs> things that kind of sits there in the back of your mind and it nags at you and nags at you. And this is the thing that pushes you over that point where it's putting it in your face so you address it. So it's what, which, what you already know might be something that you've not dealt with. And exactly. You, and, and, and this it's might validation. Me, it might push me towards, you know, dealing with it. I know you can't drink before you do the reading, but can I? Sure. All right, good. So what I would like you to do right now, Dino, is I would like to have you put your hands on the blue bags and tell me which one feels better to you. And this is where the intuition comes in. This one, the left one. The left one. Okay. You sure? You sure about that? Yeah, I All am right. sure. Okay. I'm sure. It's I double, not too late. The switch to the right one. I know. I I don't know what he's doing right now, but and I don't know if he can tell me what he's doing right now. But obviously, he took the cards out of the sack that I picked. Is it okay for me to talk, Ross, while you're doing that? Sure. Okay. He took the cards <laughs> out of the sack that I picked, and he it looks like you were listening to them. Or, or feeling them? No, actually, I was asking God to clear and bless the cards and allow me to be a channel for the message and uh, to give me the perfect words for the perfect reading for the highest good of Dino Tripodas. And he's cool with that? Sure. All right. <laughs> oh, he's cool with a lot, of, a lot more things than you realize. Uh, right, what I would okay. like you to do right now is shuffle until you feel that they are sufficiently shuffled. You can do it the cut I'm, style. I'm, you can I'm do not the... When's the last time a poker deck has done yeah, that for you? I'm not a good shuffler. Yeah, these are not your poker deck. Yeah, this yeah. is a little, little larger than no, that. No, but I, I play with uh, uh, guys who are older than me. It'd be nice if we had cards this big. <laughs> big numbers for them <laughs> with, to see. With huge, we're getting really close. <laughs> to, to going from poker cards to flash cards before it's all said. Yeah, they, they like to do things big and showy. Is that uh, a six When you are ready, eight? you will draw any one card at random. Oh, any man. Just any one card at random. All right. And I have to draw it, right? Yes, please. All right. There you go. All right. You sure about that one? Stop it, Hansberry. Stop it. This is very serious. Oh, okay. What is that a picture of? I'll get to that in a bit. All right. Um, let me... Let me continue on with this deck here. Okay. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? It's, it's God, isn't it? God's, God's like, he picked the wrong card. No, well, God's the CEO. This, the CEO, this is the other guys. We're working with the Ascended Masters. They're the teachers of the okay. universe. Okay, all right, fair enough. He's a wise guy. All right. Um, okay, right now what I would like you to do is shuffle the cards until you feel that they're sufficiently shuffled. All right, when you are ready, you will draw any five cards at random. And this time, I just want you to put um, them face down, stack them up one on top of the other. This is considered face down like this? Yes. Okay, all right. Face down all one right. on top of the other, and uh, I will place them. All right, there you go. It's very important to keep them in order because uh, a lot of the times there is a progression that takes place. 
Um, now, it's interesting about this deck that I use. There are two cards that I have, two decks that I use that I have the you know, person draw from first. Um, now, the card, um, it's a little hard to see up here, but you basically have a face uh, superimposed over like a wilderness, and you see the mountains in the background, and up above, there's a swirling kind of a mist with like a flower right up here. Um, the interesting thing about this particular deck that I have, and like I said, I have two different decks, uh, these are called soul cards. They kind of tell you what's going on inside the person. And I started using these kind of to help me along with that intuition because I would look at the card and immediately take the first thing that comes to my mind when I see that card. The fun thing about the soul cards is when you go to get the little book, the little book and you, that you get with the deck, you open it up and it says, these are soul cards. These are how they were designed. And it tells you what's going on inside your soul at the time. Have fun. It doesn't tell you what it means. So the whole idea of this particular deck is it's, it's a way for me to connect and look at it and say, what is this card telling me about the person who has pulled it at this moment in time? And has that message come through? Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, generally, I don't get into explaining what the soul card means to me until we get into a little bit of the, other, okay, the rest of the reading. Fine. So uh, right. for now... But we know uh, what the card does and what it represents. Right. Cool. Okay, so this deck that I use here, I was told I work with the Ascended Masters. So let me explain what that is real quick. Uh, the Ascended Masters are the teachers of heaven. So you have God, he's the CEO, then you have the council. And so the council of heaven would be the teachers, and they are made up of the different gods and goddesses and, and holy men and this type of thing that we have had on earth at one time. And they've ascended to the point where now they are masters of what they do, and they teach. Gotcha. And so that's where these messages are coming from. Okay. Okay. <sighs> that's the first one. That's the first one. We have King Solomon and his messages, priorities. Priorities. We have the Mother Mary. Mother Mary, nurture and her, yourself. And her message is nurture yourself. And then we have Babaji, uh, and his uh, message is yoga. Yoga. Now, yoga? up here we have... It helps yes. you sleep, oh, I hear. Oh, goodness. We actually have a situation that's coming up. How about that? Okay. Uh, above that, we have... Uh, this is the white buffalo calf woman. Uh, it's a beautiful um, Lakota legend. You can go online and look it up. Uh, white buffalo calf woman. Her message is about peace, reconciliation, and forgiveness. Uh, and what would help... And eventually, where that will <laughs> leave, we have uh, the Hawaiian goddess Hina... And she offers freedom. Okay, so the freedom, very, freedom. So the very first card that I pulled up, or that Dino pulled up rather, is uh, King Solomon, and it's about priorities. Um, so this is basically the the crux of of uh, what the reading, this part of the reading, is going to be. It's about what you are, what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. And remember, these are the teachers. So this, there's a little lesson to be here. Uh, you need to figure out what your priorities are, and. Um, a lot of that, uh, looking at the rest of the reading, it's about taking care of yourself. Yeah. Particularly if there are people who um, depend on you for things. A lot of people do depend, people on depend on me for, on things. You for yes. things. Okay. Um, when I see the Mother Mary card come up and it says nurture self, this is telling me that you kind of spread yourself a little too thinly for other people's needs. Uh, that would be correct. Okay, so you're, you're spreading yourself a little too thin. I've always been. Now, there is, because of uh, this uh, white buffalo calf woman up here, there's something that's telling me that there's a situation that's involved that is going to need a little bit of uh, forgiveness or reconciliation. On my part? In general. That's In general. That's the thing that's going to fix it. So either it's you or the one that's going to be, need to be... It's going to need some reconciliation... I'm going to say it's on your part, yeah. On my part. I'm the one that's going to have to offer the, the peace pipe, so to speak. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to have to be the bigger person. Exactly. I'll Again. forgive you. I'll forgive you, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, the intuition part's All kicking right. in, and what I'm getting is it's not people are necessarily who are forgiving you, but it's something that you have to forgive. I have to forgive to them. To be able to get okay. on. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay, so the yoga card, that's really kind of interesting yeah. when we get that. People are like, eh, okay, I don't get the whole yoga thing. Does that mean I got to do yoga? No, it does not. All right, all right, continue it just then. Means, okay, when you do <laughs> yoga, uh, most people, it's, it's basically just stretching, stretching, becoming flexible, and so forth. 
So what that card generally tells me is there's somebody is being kind of inflexible about something, a certain matter, and they need to learn how to bend a little bit. Someone else, not me. Or am I the one that needs to bend a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to say it's you. It's me. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. 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 You know, there's... The, I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Because I, I see conflict. You're telling me I've got to... Well, you didn't tell me I have to organize my priorities, but I need to look at my priorities. You're telling me I need to... Did we get to nurture myself? Did we get to that one yet? Uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Okay, we need to, I need to nurture myself, and now you're telling me not only do I have to be the bigger person to make peace, I also have to be more flexible. So, you know, it seems like ugh, there's, they're bashing into each other. Okay. If I was going to nurture myself, then maybe I wouldn't have to be so flexible or you know if i was gonna maybe I, I would if i was to nurture myself i would take a break from all that i don't see a break in there <laughs> but what i see is that once you reconcile whatever this is because you're actually doing it for yourself as well so there may be something inside and and you may not be thinking about it right now but maybe later you'll go oh that's what it was that there may be a certain situation, and maybe it'll come up in the next couple of days or so, where you're looking at, this, at the situation. We'll get into the rest of the reading, and maybe it'll be more clear All then. Right, fair enough. Okay. But this is something that you're, it's not just, it's not just taking care of yourself. Whatever this priority is that you're trying to fix is something you're doing for yourself, because it's for the better good. And I will admit, I have been notoriously stubborn in my life which also goes hand in hand with being inflexible right i, I will admit to that but and, and maybe it's maybe it's just a self-perceived type of thing i guess we all like to think of ourselves as compromising when we need to be and mm -hmm. flexible when we need mm -hmm. to be and we probably for lack of a better word maybe lie to ourselves a little bit saying that we took the higher road and we did the right thing you know i i did what i had to do in that particular case and, uh -huh. and now you know i need to sit back and just you know i did my part but you're saying maybe not enough when you are of service to others at your highest service to god um and i don't want to sound like preacher or no. anything like that but you understand that when you do things you know, and in this case, whatever this peace offering is, whatever this forgiveness that is going to reconcile whatever the situation is, it's actually going to help you feel better because that's, what you, well, that's when you're going to get that freedom where it's like this burden is lifted, I'm done, it's passed, I'm good with it, and so on. And Interesting. So, okay. and, that, and with that, then you just need a little bit of the stretching. I need to stretch. I need stretch. to get more flexible. More there you go. Flexible. You're collecting my five cards. We're done with those. Not quite. And, and, we'll and save them for we'll later. We'll save them for later. Just and do those case. five cards tie into this uh, soul guy from earlier? Not quite sure yet. All right. Now what? Okay. So right now I'm asking the archangels to clear and bless the cards and allow me to be a channel for their messages. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that. Um, the perfect word for the perfect... The perfect words for the perfect message for the highest good of Dino. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I want you to shuffle the cards until you feel that they're sufficiently shuffled. And all you're really doing when you're doing that is you're working your energy into it. I used to get a lot of criticism from other people saying, I can't believe how much you let other people handle your cards. And I said, well, you know, because when I get some of these readings that really kind of surprise even myself, I can look at the person and say, remember, you drew those cards. I didn't. Yeah. You know. And um, you really are a bad shuffler. I am a, I'm a horrible <laughs> yeah, shuffler. Yeah, it's true, it's, everybody. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm a horrible my shuffler. My grandfather taught me how to shuffle yeah. cards when I was a kid. We I, all knew I, how to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I can't do me the... Me, too. I can the do Nevada this part, shuffle. but I can't do the... If you dealt poorly with your grandfather other, around, you might as well uh, get out of the family. What? Oh, big solitaire if, player. If, if, uh, if there's whoever the ascending powers... Our angels here. and the archangels and God and so forth. They they know I'm a bad shuffler, so they're giving you some forgiveness I'm there. Probably, I'm probably <laughs> cutting, getting some slack. Okay. That's, okay. You will draw any ten cards at random, and again, just stack them up from each I'm, deck or, or ten total. Well, put it all together. I can draw you, well, five. You can draw any card you want. Yeah. From but, either deck. Sure. All right. Fair any, enough. Any ten cards, just stack them up one all on right, top of the other. Two came out that time, so I'm gonna take that one. And there's okay. a three over there, and. 
I'm going to take a four over here, and I'm going to go five, six, seven. Uh, keep them in order. Eight, eight. nine, ten. Okay. This is a, a particular card spread that they refer to as the Celtic Cross. This is more of a traditional tarot-type reading. Um, but again, because these are Doreen Virtue's archangels here, they tend okay. to be, it's a little softer. It's not going to be as brash and as in your face, but uh, they can still be very, very profound. He drew three cards out of the ten. The first one is six of Ariel. All right. I'll read those together. Then I drew, or he, a page of Raphael. And I also drew solutions from the archangel. Zadkiel. Zadkiel. All right. Those are the first three. Okay. So the first uh, two cards that you get, you have kind of like what the situation is. Uh, and then the, uh, the helping card that goes along with it. Um, so the, the uh, first card, the six of Ariel, if you're familiar with the tarot, the standard tarot deck, this would also be equal to the Six of Pentacles. So this is all about um, material things. This is about, uh, this is about charity. This is all about charity, which you do a lot of charity work. Yes, we do. So this is going to basically address um, that type of a thing as far as your giving. But this is all about one-sided giving. There is another card that's in here that's about uh, reciprocity. It's about two-way two giving. So... I'm going to say that this has to do with your charity work, the type of uh, charity things that you do. Okay. Uh, and you're doing it, yes, as, a, as a, an emotional uh, thing here. Uh, the page of Raphael, this would be more like the page of cups if you were doing the standard tarot. The pages are your messengers. So there are messages that you're getting all the time that allow you to open up more spiritually, that allow you to open up more emotionally and connect you even closer to what these charities are. Now, the reason why this is in existence is because we have solutions. And there we are, again, talking about the whole compromise thing. So that's where this card comes into play with the white buffalo calf woman. Um, success that comes from objective compromise. You're being objective as far as the way that you look at things, because you kind of have to be when you're doing the work, kind of work that you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've learned how to be PC. Yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for the most sure. part, you have to understand that no, you know, when thing when bad things happen to good people, and this is one of the things you were talking about earlier, is that um, you know there's a, a, a more diplomatic way of handling things than others. You know, it's when out one of these things where you just kind of roll, run bulldozer over the top of each other. You're more mindful of other people's feelings. Got correct? it. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, so the thing is that you bear in mind when you have solutions is uh, you know you have two different types of energies. There are two, actually, there are a couple of different uh, meanings for solutions. One of them is a way to solve a problem. The other thing is, is you have a solution of something that is soluble. So you have two different types of liquids. This is two different types of energies. And when you pour them together, you, you create a brand new energy. And okay. that's where that compromise comes in. Did All we right. get that? Got it. All right. So. Can I read that one? Uh, sure. The wheel from Archangel uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiel. Jeremiel. New beginnings, end of delays, a change in direction that offers happiness. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is in your past section. In my past? In your past. Uh, yeah. It already happened? Um, yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, is you have to look at this too. So the imagery that you have with that, and this is where uh, a lot of the power of the tarot comes from, is you look at the images themselves and you say, what is this card telling me just by looking at it without even knowing what the meaning of it means? Uh, most tarot readers will tell you that you can sit down and read the book and, and, and this type of thing, but you're going to look at it and it's like, what is the, what is the image talking to me about? So you just be, you learn the basics, and then after that, you kind of set the book aside, and you go with what, what you're feeling. Um, this is all about changes. Um, in your past, you've, or not in your past, but just you know, not recently, you have been going through a lot of different changes of things. There have been cyclic things that have been taking place as far as when you look at the, uh, the wheel, this is also the wheel of, cha uh, the wheel of fortune. It's, you have a beginning and an end, but you really not know where the end and the beginning is because it's constantly moving. But not like the Wheel of Fortune is out in the casino. Not exactly. All but right. if you were to actually look at the, Just the checking. other tarot, that's, it would be comparable to that. Okay, was there a change in direction of something that happened earlier that uh, 
I'll just say within the past year or so, there was something that you had in mind or some, uh, some way that your path was kind of going, and all of a sudden things switched gears and you went, wow, I didn't see that coming at all. Wow, I have to... Or I, changes in particular. Oh, you know, you know there's so many... Uh, I'm not being evasive when I say this. There's so many balls in the air at any given time okay. that if, if one of those balls would have taken flight, that would have changed directions of certain things. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, how it compares possibly to one of your favorite charities. Has there been one of your favorite charities where the game's been changed up a little bit? No, not particularly. No, nothing. No. Nothing major. Okay. I mean, and maybe no, nothing. Nothing in a major way. I mean, the, the the charities that I'm involved in continue to be successful, and you know they keep trying to make them more successful. So with that comes change. Okay. I, I feel like and, and I feel like I need to give you the right answers, even when when I'm, when I'm thinking that they might not, you know. Right. No, that's okay. I feel like I can't um, say no. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but, I, but no, there hasn't been any big significant changes significant. in those. Okay. Uh, and it could just be that you understand that things change. A lot of the times what happens in here, and, and this may be because this is just kind of an odd environment and so forth, is that uh, they're basically giving you kind of just generalized information that you just kind of need to hear. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, because the, the next card that I pull up is the Eight of Gabrielle. Uh, and there we see um, she's up there. Gabrielle's actually a woman. Of Gabrielle, a great deal of activity, sudden and immediate results, important communication. All right, what's that mean? Okay, that basically means that when that card comes, for you, I'm getting that it's just a lot of busyness. You're just busy, busy, busy all the time. And, and that's kind of goes without saying. I mean, again, I, that has to do with what you're doing, your job and so forth. Uh, and that keeps you busy. Sometimes when I see that, it means chaos. Sometimes mm -hmm. when I see that, it means... Um, chatter okay this type of thing um not just chatter but uh, like gossip and so forth but for you what i get is you're just busy 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 um the next card then is the six of michael the six and it's about coming out of the storm so there may have been a situation where uh things have been kind of odd and uh six of michael it's the light at the end of the tunnel breathe a sigh of relief and make new plans Relocation or travel. Okay. All right. Well, there's some, All right, so has, there's, there's a lot of travel in in, right. in in the works for me in the in the months so to with, come. So with the um, with the uh, changes and so forth, and and again, this could just be because your your life is so busy all the time that things change all the time. Um, that you you're going to hit dark patches because that's part of the cycle, and so <sighs> you're you're actually coming out of that. Things are going to be fine. And they're, they're, they're going to look, uh, they're going to be okay. Six of Raphael. Embrace your inner child. I do that all the time. New friends or rekindled relationships. Children or childhood. Okay. Okay. So what's interesting about this card is because of the position that it's in, this has to do with your energy, what you are putting into the thing itself. So when you are dealing with these changes, when you're dealing with all that busyness and coming out of the darkness and so forth, one of the things that you do, because you're a stand-up comedian, among other things, is you do embrace that uh, inner child. You try to keep things light, you try to keep things mm -hmm. fun, and you try to keep a, a positive spin on it. Uh, you do have old friends that you do tap in from, with from time to time, I correct? do. I do. And you're not afraid to meet new friends. No, no. And so that's kind of your energy that's going on. Not afraid it. to meet new friends, but also, uh, you know, I don't, feel it, I don't feel a need to seek out new friends. You know, sometimes when right. I get that, you know, like you meet somebody new and they want to, like I, I don't see my, my good old friends enough. I, I, you know, I get to the point, I don't need any new friends. I but, don't see my old good friends enough of the time where, you know, I'm not really the super crazy about bringing in a bunch of new people. Right. At any given okay. time. I won't ignore them. Right. But they don't stand a very good chance of getting into the close circle, friends. the close friends, right. because I don't see my good friends enough. Right. Or family, for that matter. Right. Yeah. And this card itself is all about nostalgia. So there it is, too, where, yeah, you're, you're, you're closer to, obviously, your, your older friends and so forth. Yeah. 
Frank Sinatra is an older friend. Uh, you know, I, I feel that if we were, would have been in the same time frame of life, yeah. I think we would have been we would have been pallies. It's not necessarily about living in the past, but it's appreciating that. And oh, I definitely appreciate the past. I feel a yeah. huge connection to the past in a big way. Okay. Six of Gabriel. Congratulations. You've done a wonderful job. Time to move on to the next project. Awards, scholarships, or promotions. None of those three are going to happen. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Well, okay, that's interesting because this card itself is, is uh, put in the, the energy that's coming from other people, how other people view it. How other people view me? How view you or the situation. Interesting. Okay, so they're looking at, they look at you as a success. You know, they may not tell you that all the time, but they do look at you as a success and that you're constantly busy because, see the brown cards here? These are busyness cards. This well, is what the is the definition of success? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a rich man. No. But, but I do consider myself to be a successful man. I'm very, okay. I, you know, I've been at my job at the radio station for 24 years. And I've been listening ever since. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I still do stand-up comedy, and I still love doing it. I, I guess, you know, they say love what you do, do what you love. I think that's a definition of success on some level. And if that is, for me, I'm, yes, I'm successful. Okay. Do I wish I had the money to go along with it sometimes? Eh, well, that would solve a lot of problems, but once again, I don't know which card it goes back to, the money would solve a lot of problems, not so much for me, but for the people I care about. Right, okay, yeah, all right. That actually is kind of this card right here, right at the very beginning. Six of Ariel? Right, because that's Where material the needs card. get fulfilled in magical and unexpected ways, like the lottery? Was that a concern? I don't mean to bring in something thinking, as, as trite as the lottery, but. I feel that that card more is more of a symbolic thing. Because it would be and a magical and unexpected with... thing if I won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I believe that this is the charity that you do for others. Okay. That's the feeling that I'm getting for that is how you give to others. Okay, and I, um, and I love that. So okay. I, I have no argument with that card. All right, so getting back to what you were saying about how uh, being successful and so forth or the, the definition of successful how people look at you is they, they look at that. He's actually doing something that he likes to do. Yeah, but I will be honest as well that I, I, I'm never, never satisfied. I, okay. I, I always, I'm always wondering what is the next thing and will I get to the next thing? And then I worry, then I worry about not having enough time. You know, I didn't think about it when I was 38, but now I'm 58. When I was 38, I thought, I got time. Now at 58, all of a sudden, I see that clock ticking, oh, yeah. and I worry about, am I going to get to some of the things I still want to do before time runs out? So how does that work into the whole mix? I'm screwed, aren't I? <laughs> um, no, I'm not getting that at all. Um, everything will happen in its time. Uh, what is I, that? I don't know. They keep what telling me that all the time. Everything will happen in its time. I've, I've, you know, my mother told me that for crying out loud. I, you know, I can get that from my mom. Honey, hey. everything will happen in its time. <laughs> everything will happen in its time. All right. All Am right. I expecting too much here from this conversation, from these cards? As far, Am I supposed to be looking for something? Am I supposed to be in a place emotionally and spiritually where I can be uh, receiving it and knowing it is the way I'm thinking about some things in life preventing me from seeing things and, and, and not being open. These are, these are, you don't have to give me answers. These are rhetorical questions on some level. Okay. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot. What's that one? Yoga. Back to yoga and flexibility. Well, isn't that what you were just talking about? Well, I, 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 I don't, see, I don't put the two, I don't, I don't, put, about, I don't put what I just said into, into the area of flexibility. Or you I were saying, you know, what, are, what is I, your expectations for yourself? For, when in, re in respects to flexibility? Yeah. I, I, when I took flexibility, if I'm being completely honest and candid, the first thing that popped into my mind with flexibility was relationships. I need to be more flexible in how I do my day-to-day -day activities and relationships. Maybe not be so obstinate. Maybe not be so stubborn. Maybe not wait for everything to be just so.
That's the first thing that popped into my mind. Now, granted, relationships are everywhere, personally, emotionally, lovingly, also in work as well. So I get that. I get that. But as far as being flexible, you know, uh, personally, you know, I, I'm hard on myself. I'm hard on myself to a great deal. I'm, I will write something, and I, and I have friends that will tell you, I have stacks of things that I've written that I don't think are good enough. You know, I'm doing this podcast with you. We're here at Brew Brothers tonight right. for the first time. There's people that are listening in and out intermittently as to what we're talking about. But in the back of my head, I'm like, wow, was this a good idea? Is this, was this the perfect place to have you tonight for a podcast? Will this come out? I'm sure it will come out because I'll listen back to it because uh, at the end of the day, people are listening. You know, but, you know, but I think about those type of things while I'm engaged in this. And, and i like, eh, was that the right thing? Or what could I have done to make it a little bit better? And then if I don't think it's good enough, I freaking toss it. Okay, so again... This is how other people look at you. They look at you as if you are already a success. Okay, that's and great. so that, don't be too hard on yourself. That's great. That's great. Um, but what's interesting on there is, is, is it says time to move on to the next project. <laughs> you started, well, now you said, now nah, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not planning on leaving my job. I'm not planning on leaving. But I do have a next project in my head. There's a lot of projects that I have that have nothing to do with the radio station. Right. So I am in the, as we speak, I am engaged in a new project. Right. And doing the Whiskey Business Podcast, that was a new project. That was a new project, but now it's a current one. And while right. I'm doing the current ones, there's still one that I'm working on as we speak that is considered a new one that will not reach its completion until probably the end of the year. Change your life. Archangel, how do you say his name? Chamuel? Yeah, Camuel. Camuel. A sudden revelation Camuel. that offers freedom. Break free of procrastination. Eh, I'm really bad about that one. Embrace the opportunities that change brings. Change your life card. Okay. Um, that goes back to yoga. Sure it does. Sure it does. I'm getting the hang of this. Okay. Um, basically, what you see there is you see the guy, he's kind of sitting on the precipice, and he's looking down at the Emerald City. Okay? Yeah. So this is kind of Emerald a, City. Glenda. This is kind of a, yeah, hey, look at that. Um, Good little synchronicity there. Um, basically, what it's saying to do is don't sit there and dream about it. Become, become proactive about it. I got it. Instead of, you know, wishing you were in the Emerald City, get off the precipice and go there and see what's going on because the people in the Emerald City are having fun. I got it. Okay. Is this the last um, card? This is the last card. Ten of Michael, a situation has ended and you are finally free. New opportunities for happiness will now follow. Put the past behind you. Hard. Okay. Hard to do that. That's very interesting that that card came up last because that's basically saying, if you notice on there, we see the ballerina yeah. and she is taking her bows. Yeah. That means show's over, folks. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. I'm not going to be a ballerina. No. Uh, basically, what sailed. that means is that this, um, the, whatever the situation is, you're done with it, and you're ready to move on. Okay, so you. if there was something that was going on at one time, which we do see that with this card right here, where you see there was kind of a rather dark situation or something that's been on your mind, you're, now you're moving out of that storm because you're done with it, and it's over with. But the interesting thing, too, is that um, with this card, you know, we were talking about the peace offering before. So there's, there's still a little something out there that needs to be reconciled with the forgiveness, whether it's you forgiving somebody over a situation, or maybe you're even forgiving yourself or being too hard on yourself because, again, mm. whatever it is, this is saying this does not suit you. There are situations in on. my life that uh, probably do need some resolution, uh, some family situations, but I can tell you now, the way I feel right now, it won't be me making that, making that first because I, I was I'm not the one who did the wrong. Okay. I was wronged. Okay. You and were wronged. I, wronged, yes. Okay. I was wronged. I was betrayed, you know, by, by a certain individual. So, no, you know, I, I'm not going to take that. I, I know myself. I will okay. be, I will stay inflexible and not make that first move. Right now, as we're speaking. Okay. Until, until there's some sort of divine revelation that says, you know, 
forgive, forgive that person, it's not happening because I think they need to step up. If they were to step up and say, brother, I am sorry, I would say, okay, I forgive you, but it's not going to be me saying, you know what, we need to settle this. Okay. I don't, I know. I made the first move repeatedly. Not happening. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Does that mess everything up? No. No. It no. just shows you what a stubborn mule that I really am <laughs> and how inflexible I can still be, despite all the fact that all these cards. This has been amazing, by the way. Um, right. A lot of it has definitely sunk in. Is, is, is a lot of it, as we get ready to close up, uh, it's very self-revealing. I mean, you, when, when, you, when you spell it out and, and, and see yourself in these cards, it, it gives you a moment to actually kind of look in a, in a spiritual mirror. It's, it's, yes, it's very introspective. Yeah. Because you look at that and you go, and because even without my interpretation, one of the things that you're going to be doing is you, you may be listening to my words and it may make sense, it may not, but you're still looking at the pictures, you're still making the, the connection with the uh, messages that were written on it uh-huh. and so forth. And you're going, and there's a part of your, there's that wheel going inside your head trying to make it make sense. Uh, to the, uh, the point where you go, yeah, okay, I can see where that fits. I can see where that fits, and I can see where that fits, and so on. Is there any last piece of the puzzle that we can, for this particular moment that we need to do before um, we wrap it up? Because I want to tell people how they can get a hold of you okay. if they want to, you know, reach out uh, to you. Yeah, generally there is another step that I do, but we're running out of time on that, and that's fine, and it's more of an Oracle-type uh, question to tell you the different areas uh, that you should focus on as far as things that uh, you can do just for your own uh, benefit here. But getting to the soul card, um, my first thought when I, when I looked at that is you have a lot more going on up here than you realize. Than I um, realize? Than you have realized. a lot of people realize. But what's interesting, well, <laughs> no, I think you're looking at somebody who, uh, again, you know, the, the picture is a person whose face is uh, yeah. superimposed over a wilderness and mountains. And so, yeah, you have certain burdens that you reach, mm-hmm. uh, certain obstacles that need to be overcome. Yes. Uh, but the thing is, is you're constantly thinking of those solutions, like we saw in that other card. Of constantly. How, how do we fix this? How do we make something better out of it? What's the new energy that we need to bring in? Constantly, to the point where I deprive myself of, of rest and, and, and peace. From time to time. And what did Mother Mary I tell you? I know, the nurturing card. I remember the nurturing card, yes. Yep. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. So okay. is there anything else on that soul card that I need to know about? More going on up here than I realize? Uh, you have a lot of new ideas. You have new ideas that are popping up all the time. All the time. And so definitely let them grow. They get overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes there's too many, and that sometimes uh, results in a, in a lack of focus because there's so many good ones. I jot them down, and I look at my list of things, and I go, oh, wow, I got to get to that, I got to get to that, I got to get to that, I got to get to that. So what are, you, what are you doing now? You're rubbing the cards. What are you doing? What are you doing? Something, is this the big, the big finish? Eh. eh. It's the same thing that everybody else says. Night. Stay busy. Knight of Gabriel, confident, enthusiastic, courageous, and charismatic. Time to take action. Great passion for a cause, instinctively knowing just what to do. In other words, just do it. Really? It's, it comes down to a Nike commercial? Just do it. <laughs> Before it's all said and done? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to talk to you more after the podcast. But sure. if you need to get a hold of Ross A. Fillmore, psychic intuitive card reader. Ross, tell us. Yeah, interesting. Uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get in touch with you for a personal session? Uh, you can, uh, well, I have business cards, so anybody wants a card, that's fine. Uh, but the easiest thing to do is call me on my cell phone, leave a message, because if you do not leave a message, I will not call you back, because I do not answer my cell phone unless I know who it is. Uh, the other way to do it is to, uh, or go to my um, website. Uh, the website or my uh, email address is Ross underscore Fillmore, F2Ls, at yahoo.com. Uh, I do have my website listed on there, and you can find me on Facebook. R- Ross underscore Fillmore, that's Phil with two Ls, at yahoo.com. And plus, we will make sure uh, that we put Ross's information on our Facebook page. You can follow Whiskey Business on Facebook. 
And uh, whiskeybusinessshow.com is our website. So we'll make sure you can find us and listen to all of our shows and find Ross there. Yeah, we'll put everything that Ross has got on our, on our pages as well. Thank you, Thank you sir. Thank you. Uh, um, Thank you. I, I do. This has been really I, incredible. What's really what? I said this has been really incredible. Uh, for me as well. I mean, I feel like I do have a, a sense of clarity. Or maybe maybe a, a clearer look, or, or or maybe just sometimes it's just confirmation. It's confirmation, and it's actually addressing it. All right. Well, Ross, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. No, it was a pleasure, really. I want to dig into this on, on a later podcast on some other level. Maybe we can do part two. I got to say this, and you people don't know it listening out there, but this is how we wrap things up. Ready? Yeah. Let's do Whiskey it. Business is a Never the Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of me, your host, Dino Tripodis, and my sometimes reluctant guests are never meant to uh, offend, only to inform, enlighten. Yes, enlighten Thank and you. entertain. Thank you. So, until the next bottle, see ya. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.